and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on TheMesh.TV. This is another one of our deep dive episodes where we're going to be exploring the topic we've been talking about this month, all about backup. And this is here, uh, Brothers in Tech, our ongoing tech show. I am Alan Jackson, one of the Brothers in Tech. On the other end of this uh, Zoom camera call is my other brother in tech, Brian Jackson. How you doing, yeah, Brian? I'm good, Alan. How are you? Well, I'm a little sad. I'm a little sad. I'll be honest. I'll be quite honest with you. This is the last deep dive episode where we're going to be talking about backup. Oh, God. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little, I mean, I'm a little upset. I mean, this is like one of my favorite topics, all seriousness. And, uh, you know, to know that it's kind of coming to an end, it's been a great three or four discussions we've had or three discussions we've already had about backup and this will be our fourth and final one. So uh, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Well, I'm a little I'm sure melancholy, you, but I'm okay. I'm sure this topic has earned us a lot of, uh, a lot of new fans, you know, who are just eager and excited to hear your world of backup. Um, but uh, again, I think, I think the next one ought to be insurance, you know, cause I think we've already yes. kind of dialed in this, this we'll know, life great insurance. need that people, people have. Um, we'll no, I, you know, I, um, I, I get it. Right. And I, I make fun of it because, you know, well, one, I don't I don't lay awake at night thinking about backup like you do. Um, do. But uh, I have learned a lot from you, uh, which, oh, you know, you can record that and play it back to yourself every night to know that, you know, there's something that you've taught me. Um, so I'm learning a lot. I'm I learning a lot about will. backup. And, yep. So. Well, this episode, this deep dive, Brian, is going to be even <laughs> more of that because we're talking the deepest level on backup that I can talk about. Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen in our sharing of notes, I don't think you've had any experience with this <laughs> area I, at all. I have shared nothing. I think actually wow. my last thing I wrote is I am lost. So <laughs> yeah, I really so don't just think sit back, Brian. Let I'm... me let me school you a little bit and I encourage any questions along the way. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, this is our deep dive. Let me back up a little bit for anybody listening. Brothers in tech, we do this back show up. to be kind of uh, helping those of you that either are serving as the go-to tech person in your family, or maybe you're someone that has been relying on that tech person in your family a little too much and decide you want to start learning things on your own. We focus a lot more on home and family technology. You don't really get into a lot of business technology. And we had our main episode about backup uh, a few episodes ago. I encourage you to go back and listen to that if backup is your thing and you want to learn more about the idea of backing up your computer and files and important documents. Or, Alan, if backup is not your thing, if backup is not your thing, like it wasn't mine, you will learn a lot from... Actually, I was going to say, yeah, you're right. It should actually be a more required yeah. listen if backup's not your thing, because if you're not backing up, um, hopefully these episodes will convince you to do it. Right. Hearing my love and passion for the subject ought to inspire a lot of people to start backing up. So, yeah. Yep. Um, but this is our deep dive number three. We do a deep dive episodes after our main episode to kind of go a little deeper down the rabbit hole on the topic we're talking about. And this is no exception. Deep dive number three. Brian, do you know what a NAS is? Yes, I don't do. Don't look at the notes. I don't do. Look at no, the notes. I, I okay. do. I do. But I cannot tell you much about it. So I know it's a network know attached it storage. No, it's it's network That's attached right. storage, right? Yeah. That's so right. we're looking at storing something network based, right? 
so a NAS system. So tell me, tell me, tell me more though. Tell me. Well, okay. So that's really what we're talking about today is, is network attached storage. If you kind of recall, when we talked about backup the last few episodes, we talked about all different levels. We talked about, you know, having a drive uh, or an external drive of some sort to store your files on. And that's kind of the most basic way that most people think about backing up their computer nowadays, which is great. It's fairly automatic stuff runs on your computer to automatically do that. It's all good. We talked about cloud storage. That's where you're backing it up to a somewhere on the cloud that you have no physical access to, but somewhere that you know it's on a good, reliable system and it's backed up and it's available to you if you ever needed it. But there are some needs where you're going to need something kind of in between, but also a little bit more robust. In other words, uh, you have a home, you have a home network, you know, where you've got a lot of devices all sharing a home network. What if you wanted to back up your stuff to another physical location in your house, but not just to a little drive sitting off to the side of your computer? You want somewhere maybe in a different part of the house. You want to um, somewhere a little more secure, maybe, you know, I mean, we did talk about the fact that, you know, if your computer is there in your office and you have your backup drive right next to it, and something were to happen in your office, you could possibly lose both your computer and the backup at the same time. So there's some some benefits in having a ability to backup somewhere else in your house. Then there's also the need where a lot of these backup strategies we've talked about, you still have a one single backup source if you're going to use an external drive. It's a one single backup. If that backup drive goes bad, you lose your backup. I mean, you, you may still have your original files, but your actual backup is probably is could be gone because hard drives can fail. They can they can go bad. What a NAS does, Brian, a network attached storage is kind of combine all those things together to give you one solution that can meet a lot of different needs. Uh, I will say, NAS in general, NAS uh, systems are a little more pricey. They do require some more upkeep and management. They're not quite as simple as just plug and play and, and you go. But what they do provide you with is not only a very robust backup system because they use redundancy a lot of times in their drives. And by redundancy, I'm meaning you can have multiple hard drives inside this one box, this one NAS system, and it can be configured to say, look, we're going to back up the stuff from your computer onto this machine on your network. And it's got more than one hard drive in there. So it's going to make duplicate copies on multiple drives of your data. It's called redundancy. It's called, it's like a RAID is what you kind of set up is you set them up as a RAID to say, look, everything that I put on this drive, I want to make a clone backup of that exact drive on another drive inside this same box. So imagine a box with multiple hard drives in it acting as your network backup for your computer or other devices on your network. So that in itself is already pretty, pretty good. Yes. You have your hand up, Brian. Yeah. Question. So, <laughs> okay. So tell me why, what, what is the purpose and what's, why would you want something redundantly backing up to the exact same location with multiple hard drives? So tell us, tell us why someone would want that. Okay. Well, um, because you're like me and you're very, very anal about <laughs> and, and you just well, get really excited when you feel more redundancy happening. Well, there's a little bit of, uh, there's a little bit of it. Okay. Think about this. Let's say you have a time machine backup. Okay. Yep. 
and you're using Apple's Time Machine. Time Machine does great in that it creates these multiple copies of your files over time. So you can actually go back 30 days and say, look, there was a file that I accidentally deleted 30 days ago. Well, it's still on my Time Machine backup, so I can go get to it. If your Time Machine backup drive dies, yeah, okay, okay. then it's gone. I mean, there's no way to go back and get it. You've got the files that are on your computer, your current files. You don't have any of your old historical files at all. If you, if that external hard drive dies, if it just one day you plug it up and it spins and spins or it does a lot of weird noises and it just never boot mounts up. So that's part of it is that you, you know, you've got a redundant backup in a NAS. In other words, yeah, if one of the drives in that NAS unit goes bad, there's a cloned drive in there. If you set it up that way to configure it that way. So having those multiple drives is, is great. It's just an, another sense of security on everything. The other thing NASA's do that that I think makes it more valuable to to somebody is it can also it actually has its own operating system on the NAS system in most parts, so you can do a lot more things on it than just backup. Um, we talked about Plex in one of our first months episodes, talking about TV, internet streaming, TV options. These NAS systems, many of them can operate as a Plex server. So in other words, you can have your movies, your media, your files all stored on this NAS. And if you've got multiple drives on the NAS, it's actually doing a clone backup of those media files all the time as well. So you can not only be backing up your machines, your computers, your devices throughout the house, you can have your media, you can have your photo library, you can have other things on there, and it can be serving them throughout your house. So you could have a, a, a TV or internet streaming box that can connect to your NAS and now can play the movies and the videos and the photos you have while all along also backing up all those things too. So basically um, we're looking the at NAS systems. I'm sorry, go ahead. We're looking at hard drives that can be accessed throughout your entire network. I mean, that's really what we're Correct. talking about, right? We're talking about storage. That's the other thing that to kind of mentioned with this. Yes. It being network accessible is really yeah. what also makes it a little more unique is that when you have a, a single hard drive that you're going to use to back up, you're using it to back up your computer. It's not backing up anybody else's computer in your house unless you're taking it and physically moving it from computer to computer to have them do a backup at different times. With a network accessible storage like this, you could have multiple computers. If every member of your family has a computer, you could set them all to be backing up to this one network storage system. Um, like for example, in my home, I don't have a, a backup here at my work desk or my work area, but every time my computer is up and running in my home office, it's backing up to my network storage unit in the background all the time. Hmm. So again, it's happening. It's happening all the time in the background. I don't have to hook up a physical device because I'm connected to my home network. My NAS is on my home network. And that's really what kind of makes it all work. It's network accessible. It has a redundancy of multiple drives. If you get ones with multiple drives, not all NAS systems have to have more than one drive, but many of them do. And, and it can also function for other purposes like serving media and having a way for everybody in your home to um, access the same photo library, access the same video library, all those things. One more feature to throw in the mix. Anything oh, please, you put please. on these NAS systems, <laughs> anything <laughs> you put on these NAS systems, many of them will allow you to access those same files offsite. Yeah, so for example, okay. if you're traveling, I do this a lot when I'm traveling sometimes 
if there's a movie on my Plex server, on my, my, my uh, network storage at the house, I can actually play it on my phone or laptop from a hotel room wherever I am because it's on my network and it's opened up a port to let me see it out in the public. I can actually access files there. If there was a, a backed up file that I needed to retrieve for any reason offsite, I could actually do it offsite as well. So it's network storage on your home. Uh, multiple units can be used, can be, or multiple computers can back up to it. It has drive redundancy, meaning you can tell it, configure it, say, look, I want you to back up everything to drive one, but I always want you to make drive two a clone copy of drive one. So we always have cloned backups of it. And if one drive goes bad, it actually will tell you and say, hey, look, drive one's getting ready to, is failing. So if you just pop in a new drive into drive one, we'll take everything that was on drive two and replicate it back over to drive one. Okay. So it's always going to have some redundancy to it. Um, so for all those reasons, there's a lot of cool things about a NAS that you could consider. Now, should you have one in your house? Um, maybe. I mean, it could be overkill for a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. It probably is overkill for a lot of people. But I will say if you've got multiple people in your house, all with different computers, and you want to back all of them up um, ongoing and not to worry about a lot of physical drives, you got to move around between different units. Uh, and if you have any of the needs I talked about in addition to backup, you want to run a Plex server, you want to uh, have your photos and video library accessible outside of your home, any of these other things, you may want to consider a, a NAS system. They are a little pricey. I mean, they are, I think most of them are three, four, $500 to get mm -hmm. the, the unit. That doesn't always include the hard drives inside. So getting raw hard drives that you could buy at any you know, um, Best Buy store and without that, popping them in, um, you could be looking six, $700 to get a really nice complete system. But if it's your sole backup strategy, and if you are running a media server, Plex server, you want to have all that media accessible, um, you know, there's some, there's some good opportunities some good advantages into having that one major investment to do all these things. But again, it does take some management. It's not plug and play. It's going to take a little yeah. configuration. You got to log into an operating system on the NAS itself and actually go in and set up the features you want and manage everything that way. But, um, if that sounds exciting to you, which it does to me, I like that stuff. Then uh, it's a good, we, we it's know. A good way to go. You know, I know, you know, I you're know. excited about this. So, I mean, the the Plex server is what intrigues me, right? Just to it seems like for me, just to save things in house may not be enough of a draw to pay pay a few hundred dollars um, yeah. because to me, I can back those things up to Google Drive, to Dropbox, those sorts of things, and do it on a little bit more of a on a piece by piece basis. But if you're talking about sure. storage of media at home and being able to access that media and being able to have your own uh, video library, music library, those things, now, now you're talking, right? Because to do that, it seems like the other way of doing it would be to go and buy a small computer and have the computer be there. Well, that's going to cost you a few hundred dollars anyway, even if you were to get a small kind of Mac mini or you were to get a, a PC um a uh, small computer that would just be your storage unit for your um, for your Plex server, right? So, mm -hmm. in that in that case, it probably does make sense. So, Alan, tell tell me this though. So, before I had um, my current mesh network uh, Wi-Fi, 
I had an airport extreme that had a built-in hard drive. It had like a terabyte hard drive to it. Was that a form of a NAS? Yes. Okay. It was a, it was a network accessible or a network attached storage. So yeah, that was in the simplest form. You had a single hard drive that could be connected to your network and other devices, multiple devices could all connect to it. Okay. Um, And that's actually what I have. I do not have at the moment in my house, a full multi-drive NAS system. I have a single drive um, standalone box that acts as a network Network storage. storage. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So I, it's 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 really great, but again, I think you're right, Brian, in saying that you know the, the real advantage to it is if you can peg multiple purposes for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for backup alone, I, I don't think it's worth it personally. For I mean, now if you're in an office environment and you need something with the highest level of redundancy of backup data and all that, then yeah, getting a NAS for multiple people to share in an office is probably very worthwhile. At a home environment. Probably not as much unless you're talking, you've got three, four, five, six computers that all need to be backed up and it just makes better sense to do it over the network than to have everybody with their own individual hard drives. Then that makes good sense. Um, but if, if you want to do media serving of any, to- of any sort and you need a good robust backup strategy for multiple computers, that's the equation where you start to say, okay, maybe this is, maybe this is the good route to go. Yeah. yeah. So... One more question. So how does this relate to the three, two, one strategy we talked about before? Mm -hmm. So it seems like this is all in-house now. Uh, Are there ways to make this connect offsite as well to do another backup? Will Will these systems do that for you? Yep. A lot of them will. So you can actually, again, because it's a full operating system on these devices, normally you log in through a web interface and you have a lot of options on what you can do with them. Uh, and many of them, especially nowadays, will let you designate certain directories or folders or files that can automatically be linked with your Google Drive, your Dropbox, or whatever external cloud services. So it's very possible you could say that the NAS, if you have one in your home, acts as your two local copies, possibly, because yep. if the NAS has multiple drives on it, it could be doing redundant copies for you there. But if it's also doing a cloud backup of designated files or folders in the background, then then you've got everything. Here's the nice thing too with that whole strategy is that you know right now if you want to be backing up things to the cloud from your main primary computer, your main primary computer has to be on and on your network and kind of connected. Um, if you use a laptop and you don't always have your laptop connected or at home all the time, the fact that you've got a backup that does run on your network and then that network storage could be uploading to the cloud in the background without your laptop or computer having to even be on or, or with you at the moment. So in other words, it does give you a little flexibility there. But yes, it can do a cloud backup. Many of the devices, again, there's a lot of different manufacturers and styles and you, know, you have to really look and see what the capabilities are of them. But I know the ones that I'm the most familiar with or have used before is like Synology is a really... Uh, known brand for doing these. Uh, many of them will let you do cloud backups as part of the uh, automated routines that you program on your device. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So a box like let this me, could take me care do... of the whole backup strategy. Yeah. Okay. So let me do let me do a little recap to see if I've learned from you today. Yeah. Right. So 
NAS is anything in which you have a hard drive, basically that has its own kind of built-in operating system to run your backup strategy within your own network, right? So you've got a network attached storage. And then you mentioned RAID, and we kind of went through that pretty quickly, but RAID just means if you had redundancy built in to that NAS. Is that right? Yeah. So if you had multiple hard drives built into this thing and it was creating redundant file versions, then that would be a RAID? Is that what RAID means? Yeah. Well, RAID RAID is basically the way you configure your drives. There are different levels of RAID. Mm. There's like RAID 0, RAID 1, RAID 2, and so forth. Each one basically determines what you're doing with the multiple drives in your in your um, NAS. So let's say if you just have two drives, two hard physical hard drives in that NAS, and you set it up, and I believe, uh, I'm not as versed in the RAID numbers, but I believe it's RAID 0, I believe is where you have two drives, and you basically say, I want drive 1 to always be a replication of drive 2 or vice versa. Yeah. So it's always going to make sure anytime you save something to a drive, it's going to automatically, immediately replicate it on the other one. So you always have two exact copy drives of your stuff. So, okay. Now, so I, real quick, Alan, I think just to make sure we don't get confused, because I, I didn't look this up briefly, but I didn't know what I was looking up. So it seems like RAID 0 is the is the striping, where it basically says, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm right. going right. to split across these two. RAID 1, I think, is what you're talking about, right? The mirroring. Yeah, you're right. Um, two, my but... apologies. Yeah. RAID 1 is the mirroring. RAID 1 is where I want to take this drive and I'm going to mirror it to another one. Striping, you're right. Striping, what that does is it's taking two drives. That's RAID 0. Taking two drives or more, and it's basically spreading the files out across multiple drives. So collectively, those two join together and make your files. And the reason it does this is it helps a little bit with performance and speed. It kind of gives you two drives spanned over that stuff's reading and writing to, which is better. Um, the problem with that is, you know, if you, if one drive goes bad, you've lost half your data. Um, right. Right. Mirroring RAID one means there are two drives or more drives in my, my NAS and each of them are an exact replication of the other. So if I, one drive dies, I've still got this other drive. I can pop in a new one, add it to this RAID one, and it now will automatically recopy everything back to RAID one. And then you got like RAID 5, RAID 6, and other levels where it just does some combination of those striping and um, and having a mirror situation. So yeah. uh, most commonly, that's, you know, kind of RAID 0 or 1 is really what you're going to be looking at. Mm-hmm. Well, we got really you, deep there for sure. Yeah, right? that was, yeah. whoa, that, that, was a, that was a deep, deep dive. Um, yeah. But, but most of your RAID systems, so if someone wanted to do this and they said, gosh, this really sounds good you would suggest going to something like a Synology or something where you could go in and say, to what level of protection do I want, right? Do I want two drives? Do I want three drives? Do I want, um, do I want something that has this much space? Or actually, didn't you say the the drives they would buy individually, right? Mm -hmm. So they could go in and say, I want this raid. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm not this raid. I want this I want this NAS system that has a three drive bay to it uh, that I can put three drives in and then I could go and determine what size drives I want in them. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. When you come to the point of actually buying or determining what you need, you buy the NAS system based on 
its own connectivity to your network speed wise kind of what kind of, it's got its own processor inside of it so you obviously want something that's pretty good speed and going to keep up with you with the kind of media you're going to have on it and then it's the number of bays and what the maximum capacity of a hard drive each bay will support so for example if you get a a, a nas and synology is a great brand it's one i've had experience with and like it a lot and if you get a four drive bay on your NAS, you can have up to four hard drives plugged in. You don't have to use all four bays right away. You could start with one or two, but you had the capacity to get a four. And if each uh, each one holds a six terabyte hard drive maximum, then you've created a total capacity of 24 terabytes on your NAS, which is enormous. Um, but then here's where you have to start thinking about how you're going to use this. So let's say you do have a four drive bay on this NAS system and you're going to put up two terabyte drive in each one. So that's eight terabytes total. But if you could designate in, especially in Synology and I think some other um, manufacturers will let you do this, you can say, look, I want drives one and two to be mirror copies of each other. Mm -hmm. So I want to use drive one as my backup drive. That's where my computer is going to be backed up to all the time. I'm going to point time machine to it because a lot of these will let you point time machine or windows file um, recovery or file backup to these NAS drives and say, that's where I want my backup to go. So I want drive one to be my backup drive two. I'm going to configure to say, it's always going to be a mirror of drive one. So that's two of my drives I've already dedicated to backup. Then you can say, all right, drive three is going to be my Plex server or is going to be wherever I'm going to put all my mm, media and nice. movies and photos and all. And then if I add a fourth drive, I could say, we'll make drive four be a mirror copy of drive three. Okay. So your so you server, your two, play, your media server could actually be backed up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Wow, that's cool. And it's all done yeah. through a, a web interface on the box. So uh, that's where it becomes really nice is you can configure it. And again, if one of the drives goes bad, you haven't lost anything. You just have to go ahead and replace it with a new drive. And it will automatically replicate whatever it was supposed to be mirroring back onto that new drive. Um, if you have a fear of hard drives going bad and you don't like the idea of losing a backup drive because it may have a lot of archival things that you may still need to pull up through a time machine or a Windows file, file uh, recovery, then a redundant type of situation like this, a, 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 a NAS makes some pretty good sense. But again, when you add the media server components to it, if that's something that's also valuable, then yeah. that's a good direction to go in. And you can start small. Go with a two-drive two bay, and if that's all you need, and you, know, you can do a one-terabyte drive in each one, which are pretty inexpensive nowadays. Um, and that still gives you two terabytes of total storage, even if you only do one terabyte and clone it to the other one. Um, and then you can, over time, swap them out and say, okay, I'm going to take out one of the one-terabyte drives, and put in a four terabyte drive. And then I'll swap out the other one terabyte over time and put a new four terabyte in there. So now they have parity again. Um, the flexibility is what's great with these is that you can really configure them the way you want and uh, expand it over time. Hmm. Okay, so I'm not going to say that I'm excited about <laughs> these, but I'm gonna say that I'm much more intrigued and I feel like I understand why uh, I understand why this could be uh, kind of a cool thing to get into where you could set it up, yeah. especially with the Plex server, right? The Plex server is something that I've been very intrigued by. 
and I haven't done it in a while because I had a Mac mini that was useful and it's old now and I can't update it anymore. So I was trying to decide, do I buy another PC just to sit there and be a Plex server? Yeah, yeah. But if I'm going to be doing my backup anyway, this could be a great, great solution. So yeah, again, I'm not going to say I'm excited. I'm not right, going to say okay. that I'm excited and I that can, I... I can read it in your voice, though, that I do detect some excitement. <laughs> so uh, I'll take that as a win. Thank you very much. You get the win. Um, okay. No, I think, I, again, I just think when people think about their backup strategies and their options, just know there are different levels of options. And this is our deep dive three, which means we're, we're, we're pretty deep down the hole here. And this is probably the most robust solution you could have. It does cost some money. It will take some time to get set up and manage the way you want. But... Um, I think there's some people that could be, see this as a good yep. option again, yep. uh, you know, especially more and more people doing some home servers and media servers on their own. And I still think Plex is a great platform for doing this. Yep. And I love the fact that a lot of these NAS systems come out of the box ready to serve Plex, which is great. Yeah. Um, yep. Plex does have a document they put out on their website that says what NAS systems are legitimately approved for Plex to run on. And it's a pretty good, robust list. So it's not like there's only one or two models you have to choose from. Synology has like you know, probably a dozen models that are already ready to go for Plex right out of the box. So um, it's great. So I, yep. that's, that's what NASA's are. And that's why I think they're, they're a good option for some people. So I would suggest anybody who becomes interested in this, go back and listen to our deep dive from the streaming TV services where we talk about Plex and talk about how you yeah. could use that because this could be a great, uh, you know, win-win, right? Be able to do both. Alan, one real quick thing. If you do, a, if you go with something like a Synology, is there any ongoing fees or is this something where you are purchasing it and it's just a matter of adding drives? You purchase it. The only thing that could be a potential ongoing cost, and I don't know this for sure, is that some of these NAS systems may have a, if you want to be able to access your files offsite, in other words, have some sort of yeah. online version available to access your devices. Like some they cloud may have service. a subscription fee to do that. Um, yeah. okay. I'm not aware of one offhand, but that's something I could see them having. Yeah. Okay. Synology, from what I've, I remember of seeing, I don't remember any ongoing fees with that at all. So the cool. idea is that you buy it one time, uh, you put the investment in for your hard drives. You just know that you can upgrade your hard drives over time. Uh, but it is a, it, for all practical purposes, these NAS systems are basically a computer. I mean, it, they are going to hit their peak um, you know, so many years down the road where operating system uh, advances and your own computers maybe outpace the NASA eventually. So it is, basically like a computer and an operating system. It's got a processor, it's got memory, all these things that over time, you know, you could wear out or you could hit the limit of what it's really good for. But again, I think these are a lot more venerable than a, than a computer would be. So I think you can get a much longer life than a typical laptop out of this. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So that's Ooh. our deep dive on NAS. Now, Brian, we always end our conversation about these things with a brothers in tech suggestion, a bits, if you do. Um, I'm assuming you don't have one. <laughs> well, Alan, you know, we've, we've had fun joking here, you know, showing <laughs> you and I talked beforehand and we said, Brian, why don't you pretend like you don't know anything about this topic? And Alan, you get to pretend like you know everything about it. So, you know, I'm going to keep that, 
that ruse up right now. And I'm just going to allow us to continue to go with that and say, I do not have a suggestion whatsoever other than to listen to your suggestion, uh, which I think you're getting ready to give. So I will give one. And, uh, <laughs> keeping up the ruse, it, these are the notes you gave me to read out right now. So I'm going to read my brother's in tech suggestion uh, is actually my, my kind of an item I might recommend is one that I am actually using in my own house. I mentioned before, I've got a very, what I consider a very small NAS system and that it's not multi-drive at the moment, although I am trying to figure out ways to build up to that over time. But I have a uh, Western Digital makes a line of cloud, they call it my cloud drives. Um, and really what they are is they are NAS. So they are a, a hard drive. It's a physical hard drive box. It looks like a, a bigger external hard drive you would connect up to your computer. But the difference is instead of being a USB on the back or uh, USB-C or any other kind of connection to your computer, it has a network jack on the back. That's it. It's a single drive. They do make some that are two bay drives built in. These are not ones that you can go and pop in and out new drives. I mean, they're pretty proprietary. When you buy it, that's pretty much the drive you get locked into it. But it's a lot cheaper. I think this, uh, the device I've got, which is a four terabyte um, cloud drive, maybe is 120 bucks. So a lot more affordable, but it sits on your network and you access it through a web interface. You go to a web address on your network and it, you see it and it has an interface to it. Um, I use it for time machine backup and we have three computers in our house that all do time machine backup to the same network drive. And I do have um, an extra block set up on it to store some photos and videos. It does not run a Plex server, so it's not quite robust enough to do that. But if you're looking to get into this and you just say, look, five, six, seven hundred dollars to set up a nice NAS system, it's just too much way out of my budget, not needed for my purposes. But I love the idea of all of my computers in my house backing up to one single place. Then a drive like this, a, a, uh, this one again is Western Digital, my cloud drive. You can get different configurations size-wise. You hook it up to your network, you connect to it through your web browser, and then you can point to it through Time Machine or Windows File dri- uh, File Management or any other backup system. So it sees it as a connected drive to your computer, but it's just can be in a whole different room, can be accessible by multiple people on your network, doesn't give you all the capabilities of Synology or some of those NASAs we mentioned before. But uh, I think if you're wanting to kind of tiptoe into this and just need something really primarily for backup in your house, uh, I think it's a really good option. I've been really happy. I think I've had this, my cloud driver um, for probably six years, six or seven years and wow. still holds yep. up. I've been running my time machine backups on it for many, many years and it's never failed. The drivers have not failed on me. Um, feel really good about it. So it's a, it's a good, good option for people. And just to clarify that, that plugs directly into your, um, your router, right? So you have it plugged into your router the way you do it. So I, I have, you know, my modem is coming in to my house, Mm -hmm. my cable modem from our cable provider. And that cable modem is plugging into my, I have a Google Wi-Fi mesh router system. So the modem's going into the Google Wi-Fi, and then 
from the Google Wi-Fi, I have, there's an Ethernet network jack on that to where you can hook up something local. I have it plugged into that, that Google Wi-Fi box. Great. So it's, it's available to everybody on my network that way. Yeah. Cool. And that's really the way they, they want you to set it up is hook it into your router. Or if you have your router going to like another hub, to yeah. have multiple ethernet devices that can plug into that. So yeah. nice. Cool. Cool. So that's my All recommendation. Right, if you're looking to kind of tiptoe into the idea of a NAS, don't even want to spend that much money, but you do need something to do multiple computer backup or network accessible backup. I personally really do like what Western digital, the line of, I think they used to call my book live or now it's my cloud drive. I think these cloud drives may also give you some capability of doing online backups to Dropbox and Google as well, which mine does not. But uh, I think some of the newer ones will let you do that. But the Western digital home, basically a home NAS is what it is. And it's a really, it's a nice deal. So. Well, and I'm really sorry that well, Brian, we're, we're done with this. That we're, done. we're done with backup. We're done with backup. Really, really sad for you. Um, now, the world of backup in your element. is you a, were in your element. Brian, but, but hold tight because the world of backup is a dynamic, uh, exciting, <laughs> energetic world and things are happening all the time in it. So it very yeah. well they could be three or four months from now. We're going to have to revisit this topic because all the advances that have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, that let's time. maybe, let's maybe push that out a little bit, but we'll, we'll definitely revisit one of these days. Right. Uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just, yeah. Listen, I'm just happy we got to spend this time on backup. I, I remember mentioning this as a topic months ago for us and I think it, you scoffed at it quite a bit. And I thought may I'll never have my time to talk about backup for four weeks straight, but you've let me have it. I want to say thanks, Brian. That was, yeah, that was really welcome. nice. You're welcome. Yeah. I, uh, yep. Yep. No, I, I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> that, that's it. I'm letting you have it. All uh, right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this discussion about backup. And this is our last deep dive on the subject matter. When we give, come back with you guys, we'll have another topic we will jump into. But Brian, I'm sure people are burning, uh, fingers are burning, ready to fire off an email or a note to us asking questions or to tell us their own NAS backup yep. strategy yep. stories. So how would they go about doing that? Yeah. So if you are one of those people that wants to tell us that you've been inspired by Alan Jackson uh, to backup and to read about backup and to watch movies about backup, uh, you can send us an email at info at the mesh TV, I N F O at T H E M E sh.tv info at the mesh.tv tell us uh what kind of topics you'd like us to get into in the future uh tell us where we might have gone wrong with some of our recommendations or if you have some other uh ideas and uh we'll uh we'll try to get back with you and uh and hopefully improve what we're doing so this has been good all right well for brothers in tech for our deep dive number three off of backup this has been Alan and Brian Jackson. So thanks so much for listening and we'll look forward to talking to you soon. Goodbye to all of our brothers in tech out there. And uh, we hope this information has helped you be a more helpful member of your family or maybe a little more self-sufficient uh, when it comes to home and family technology. Thanks everybody. Bye-bye.